Hello friends, welcome to 100 Degrees Below Freezing, a story and devotional podcast where we share the experiences we've had while following Jesus in the Alaskan bush. Sometimes odd, sometimes funny, sometimes painful, but always in light of Jesus. Grab something warm and join us in the adventure. Episode 4, Devotional Thoughts on Trapping. I feel like the first three episodes that we uh, recorded, though they were good stories, felt like they were a little bit rigid. So I'm going to do my best to just have some more of a conversation uh, today with you. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 27 says, The fear of the Lord is a fountain of life, turning a person from the snares of death. If you've joined our conversation in the previous episodes, you may have learned that things are just a little bit different out here. One thing that has been really cool about living in rural Alaska is that our way of life is much closer to the way that people lived 100 years ago than, say, the average person living in suburbia. Knowing the exact spot on a map where our food came from, having a thoughtfulness about conservation because things are just harder to get out here, and careful planning for the season are all things that our great-great-grandparents called a normal week, and in today's world, most call, well, antiquated. We call it Tuesday. It's just normal for us. And as such, there are things about the way of life of the original hearers of Scripture that seem more familiar to me now living here than they did when we lived outside. One of those things is the much-forgotten subject of trapping. Now, over the course of human history, trapping has been the passive means of getting meat to eat and fur to wear. For as long as the oral tradition of the Athabascan Indians goes back, trapping, in one form or another, has been a part of life here. Now, of course, there are still pockets of folks around the U.S. who still engage in the hobby or business of trapping. But gone are the days when the average boy knew how to spot a potential stick for hanging a rabbit snare for that evening's dinner. And this is unfortunate in a couple of ways. One, it's just really satisfying to catch your own food. But secondly, there are a number of times that the Bible references trapping in ways that should really make us pay attention. Unfortunately, we no longer have an everyday reference for understanding these passages. So allow me to help and give you some devotional thoughts and Bush perspective on, well, trapping. Not long after moving to Galena, my oldest son and I had the chance to go with another father and son duo who were very skilled and active trappers on their one-mile walking trap line that they can periodically check just by walking from their home through the woods. The father had a much longer run that he would check using a snow machine, or snowmobile for everyone who's not from Alaska, but the walking line was just right for our young sons to follow along as we checked the different sets for various woodland fur bearers. We were really excited to get to go with them as they had not been out on the trap line for several days and were sure to have some surprises along the way. And we weren't disappointed. By the time we reached the end of the line, there was one marten, one ermine, and one snowshoe hare in the game bag. As we were walking back, I was trying to be really mindful to pay attention to how the trapping sets were laid out and thought through as I would soon be able to start trapping once I had been in the state for one full year. As I thought about the trap sets, I couldn't help but think about what Scripture says concerning temptation and the devil's snares. You see, basically there are two types of trap sets, one that uses bait and one that uses comfort, ease, or convenience. 
The one type that uses bait puts the food, usually something like stinky rabbit guts or leftovers from the cleaning of some critter, on the other side of the trap such that the only way to get the food is to step on or go through the trap. This results in either an instant kill or a traditional leg hold, which keeps the animal there until the trapper can come back and, well, finish the job. Either way, the trapper uses the desire of the animal to lure it into the trap. You see, these animals are designed to provide for themselves. But if the opportunity presents itself that they don't have to work hard at providing what they need, they'll take the easy meal every time. You see, most of the time that we fall prey to temptation, it's because we are seeking something that we want in a way that is wrong. When we seek approval, which is basically us seeking love through who we are and what we do, we acknowledge that God made us to be in relational community with others. It's not good that man should be alone. I think I've read that somewhere. Approval isn't bad, but when we find our value through the approval of others, we fall prey to a deadly trap. Our value comes from God alone as image bearers of our creator. When we seek out the approval of man above the approval of God, we try to conform ourselves to the projected image of those to whom we want approval. Basically, we want the rabbit guts over the will of God. And this pattern works on all kinds of temptations. Lust, greed, envy, bitterness. All have in them the desire for something good. Covenant love, security, meaning, justice, things that God created and gave us that we have to work at and labor for, they don't come easy. But Satan whispers, you don't have to fight so hard for that. God's way in these things isn't the only way. Here, look, no need to work so hard at covenant love. Here's some rabbit guts. So easy. Just step right here, and he has us. Knowing our own desire and God's will can keep us from falling victim to the bait of Satan. The other type puts a snare in the middle of the path that the trapper walks on or that the trapper creates. Now, you heard that right. There are snares set in the path that is plowed by the trapper. Now, why would we do that? Well, the snow is three feet deep off the path, but on the trail, it was only a couple of inches. The trail is only wide enough for one person or animal to walk on. So the animals, when they come upon the trapper's trail, realize just how much easier it is to walk in his footsteps and follow his path. The deadly problem for them is that there are snares set at head level along the trail. Well, I should say head level if you're a foot tall. The trapper can easily step over them, but the animal goes right into it. In this case, it is the easy way, the comfortable way, that becomes the way of their death. Psalm 1 gives warning by saying, Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seats of mockers, you see, they are blessed in the labor of the snow-covered field. That is laboring through it. 
The psalmist goes into it by saying this, his delight, the one who's blessed, his delight is in the law of the Lord and on his law. He meditates day and night. The blessing is not on the path laid out by the trapper. The blessing comes by knowing the creator of the field. Jesus gave warning to us that the enemy's snare would not be on a narrow path, but rather on a highway, broad and easy. There would be the way of destruction. We must always be cautious about the paths we are taking. It would be easier for me to live somewhere that never uses the phrase, hey, it warmed up to negative 20 today. But as I've listened to the Holy Spirit's leading, I know that for me, it would be sin to follow any other path at this point in my life. In 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 9, the Apostle Paul warned of following the path of the then Roman dream, and now called the American dream, when he said, But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation, into a snare, and many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. This is ease, comfort, convenience, and a snare at head level. Don't get caught in the trappings of this world. Proverbs 3 tells us, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understandings. In all your ways, acknowledge Him and He will direct your path. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of 100 Degrees Below Freezing. To you, friends, I say, stay warm and never stop needing Jesus. Jesus.